Not many years ago, sharing the gospel generally meant physically going to the people that you wanted to reach. Today, with the explosion of social media use, sharing the gospel is now as simple as going online. Hi, this is Esther Lowe, and with me in this episode of the GYC Beyond podcast is Justin Coey. Justin, otherwise known as That Christian Vlogger, joins us to discuss ways that you can reach out through social media to spread the good news. Hi Justin, welcome to the GYC Beyond podcast, and thank you so much for coming here to share with us today. Can we just start by telling our listeners something about yourself? What do you do currently? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you for having me. It mm-hmm. is a pleasure to do this. I'm very excited. This is the, I was telling you, the first podcast that I actually get to do in real life. So uh-huh. it's different than looking at like a mirror reflection of me on my camera, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I do. Uh, I, I run a YouTube channel called That Christian Vlogger. Uh, I make YouTube videos on religion and faith and life and uh, it's something I've been doing now for a little over two years and Uh I quite enjoy it. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this. What kind of journey did you take to start vlogging? Yeah, so I've I've been in ministry now. This is my 11th year of ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of my background is in like more traditional forms of ministry, Mm -hmm. literature evangelism, uh, public evangelism. So I, I I did 10 years of cold portering. Oh, yeah. I've preached several evangelistic crusades, both here in the States and abroad, trained Bible workers, which mm-hmm. is a common thing that we haven't. Yeah. Uh, we haven't. Um, and so for me, it's like my life at this present time, it's it's all about the message. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 11 years ago, I gave my heart to the Lord. I was like, had an amazing experience where I'm just like, this this is what truly matters in life, and this is what I want us to devote my life to, is, yeah. is to helping other people have a similar experience to the one that I had. And uh, a number of years ago, I was teaching at a Bible college. Mm-hmm. I met a young man by the name of Michael. Michael grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, in a nominally uh, Catholic, you'd call him Catholic, but you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I mean, it was like Easter and, and Christmas type of a Catholic. Right. And he had become a Seventh-day Adventist because of someone in Oregon making videos on YouTube. And when I heard this, like it blew my mind because this is someone that I I get to talk to on on a regular basis at that time. Mm -hmm. I was discipling. And after, you know, three or four months, he actually asked me to baptize him. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, it was incredible. Like here I am standing in this lake, this cold water in the middle of Pennsylvania, baptizing someone that I care about deeply. And Mm -hmm. the whole reason why we're here is because someone picked up a camera on the other side of the country and made a video. Wow. And when I heard that, like, that, that blew my mind. Because as a coal porter, I mean, you, it's like literal blood, sweat, and tears right. to knock on maybe 100, 200 doors uh-huh. a day. And you're lucky to talk to maybe a, a quarter <laughs> of those people. And the ones that respond to that is even far fewer than that. So it's like uh-huh. you're breaking your back almost quite literally for the sake of the gospel. And, and while I was doing that, it was worth it. Because again, mm-hmm. it's about the message. And that's what's valuable. And so when I figured, wow. You could do the same thing and have the exact same result. You could have a baptism, a life mm-hmm. that's transformed, like someone coming to the to the knowledge of Jesus. And you could do that through social media and mm. through through videos. I just to me that opened up an entire world of possibilities. And I figured, you know what, if it's worth the hours knocking on doors, if it's worth mm-hmm. the hours in preparation for a Bible study or a sermon or a class that I was about to teach, what if it could also be done where I could give the same content, the same mm-hmm. message? but leveraged across a hundred or a thousand or a million people down the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of why I got started. I was like, you know what, if this work, if, if this ha- has worked in the past and can work in the future, 
this is something that we need to do. This is worth it. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and I, I'll be honest, <laughs> I literally saw no one in our space doing this. That's true. I don't know of anyone. Not really. anyone. No. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I've always wanted to be the kind of person that's going to, instead of complain, be a change maker. And so I said, mm-hmm. all right, let's let's try it. Let's do it. I bought my first camera <laughs> and uh, the rest is, is somewhat history. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a really awesome story, and I really connect with that too. As a canvasser myself, I've mm-hmm. done a lot of canvassing, and there's only so many people that you can physically reach, right? Yeah, there, there is a limit. Right, but with this medium, you can reach more than the people that you could talk to in one day or, or meet physically. Yeah. You can reach anyone who wants to log in and look. A- absolutely. I mean, in, in 10 years of doing literature evangelism, mm-hmm. I have personally knocked on, I want to, if I had to make an estimate, it's probably in the range of 50 to 100,000 doors. I mean, right. I've had a lot of conversations with people. In 10 years? In, in 10 years. Uh-huh. I mean, and that's a lot of hard work. In the two years that I've been doing YouTube now, I've had over 2 million interactions wow. with people from all over the world, vast majority who don't come from the Adventist tradition, Mm -hmm. the vast majority of them I have never met in real life. (laughs) And yet I get messages and emails and comments all the time Mm -hmm. saying that they're impacted in in a very similar manner than my quote unquote in real life Mm. ministry. And so you're absolutely right. This is something that I could literally never do in person. Mm -hmm. So you've got this idea and you want to start vlogging. What experience did you have and how did you get going? Because I mean, most people here have never vlogged before and maybe they don't know where to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I I had zero background doing this. I mean, I I think I made like one video when I was in high school on Windows Movie Maker. That (laughs) that is like the extent of my experience up to that point. Never taken a graphic design class, never Mm -hmm. taking a video cinematography or editing class, like literally none of those things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm the kind of guy that geeks out over numbers and Excel sheets and graphs. Like that's the kind of thing that I like to do. So so being creative as as it's traditionally understood was not something Mm -hmm. that I identified with at all. But again, wanting to be part of the solution and not part of the, mm-hmm. the, the people complaining about things, I said, you know what, I'm just going to try it. I'm a firm believer that, you know, God blesses the faithful efforts, uh, you know, and, and he'll, he'll multiply them. Mm-hmm. And so I just set off and, you know, the first video I tried to make took me probably 15 hours to edit <laughs> just to learn how to edit. Like it was, it was a lot of work. But again, if the message is important mm-hmm. and the goal is to get it in front of as many people as possible in an enticing and charismatic mm-hmm. and winsome way, I figured, hey, why not? You know, young people nowadays, they're not going to church. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what are we doing? What what if, you know, YouTube could be a church or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like you trying to like learn and then maybe produce a video once you got comfortable with it, you just started going for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a big believer in the idea that done is better than perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a lot of character flaws, but thankfully, <laughs> like this perfectionism is not one of them. Okay. I just like, hey, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to just throw it out there and work on the next thing. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely look back at my early videos and I cringe inwardly <laughs> and like a part of me dies every time I rewatch one of those old videos because they're just horrible. Like in comparison, and I'm sure in in five years from today, I'm gonna look back at the videos that I'm making today that I feel proud about today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, what what was I doing? Like that was horrible. <laughs> but again, done is better than perfect. God can uh-huh. only use something that's actually out there. Uh, yeah. He'll use he'll speak through the stones. He'll speak through a, the, the the mouth of a donkey, but he can't work through someone who isn't available. And that's so powerful. create something, get started, and then let God use mm-hmm. that. So experience is really just 
you doing and trying to do your best and you can grow as you're doing stuff and mm-hmm. God can use what you're doing. Absolutely. And you can grow and become better. Now, once you've got content out there, you know, I'm sure that there are young people who have tried maybe Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or different mediums for reaching out to others, but they just can't get the word out there. Yeah. What kind of marketing strategies have you learned that really work to connect people and to get viewers yeah. um, and get content going around? So one thing that I really believe is that you actually have to care about the people that Mm -hmm. you're ministering to on whatever platform it is. Mm. And of course, anyone who's getting into this space, like inwardly, you do care about them. But the way that you manifest that in a ministry oftentimes reflects that it's more about you than it is about the other Mm. person because you use the platform as a distribution method. Mm -hmm. And if all you're thinking about, oh, I should go to Facebook so I can distribute my stuff, then it's really about you and your message than it is the person. Mm -hmm. So what what I think is absolutely key is actually getting to know the people that are on the platform itself and being a part of that community. Mm -hmm. The reason why I picked YouTube as a platform is because I watch a lot of YouTube. Like that's what I love. (laughs) I'm not, I don't, I don't enjoy Reddit. I'm not an Mm -hmm. Instagrammer. I don't do Twitter or Vine, rest in peace. You know, like I, I, I'm not a consumer on any of those platforms. Uh And so like for me, I don't really care about that subcategory of people. And so if you're going to be successful, you have to be a practitioner on the platform itself. Like Mm. if, if you've never like if you don't even like keep up your own Facebook, then that's not going to be a platform for you that that will be successful. The way that I try to explain it to people is every social media platform is like its own country with its Mm -hmm. own set of ethics and morals and best practices and things that are acceptable in a social construct. Mm -hmm. You know, you would not, hopefully you would not if you're a missionary. Like I have some friends that are going to East Asia to be missionaries. Right Right now they're at Andrews and they're, they're learning about the culture. They're learning what are the things that they should do and should avoid, Mm -hmm. things along those lines. And they're approaching it very intelligently and very methodically. The worst thing that they could do is to go to whatever part of the world that they're going to go to with this North American mindset Uh and just expect for that to work over there. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be successful on a social media platform, you can't just, oh, hey, you know, I know how to give a Bible study. I know how to preach or I know how to make a movie. I'm just going to record the sermon and put it on YouTube. Like that's not going to work because that's not the culture. Mm. So you actually have to study what is YouTube like? What are the people that are on YouTube? Why are they there? What are they looking for? Mm -hmm. How do they look for it? And how do you go about communicating the kinds of things that they're interested in? Mm -hmm. When you understand those things, then you know what type of content may or may not be interesting to a potential viewer. Okay. Could you give us an example of some of those uh, things that may or may not be appropriate for like YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So I I gave one earlier. It's like, I, I should be, I should be careful. Let me qualify the statements. A church that live streams their service on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's better than them doing nothing. Right. So I don't want to like like get down on any of you guys who are volunteering for your church's media team or whatever. Like if you're doing that, that's great. That's a better thing than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far like the next step after that, I would say it's a it's a very terrible solution <laughs> or strategy for engaging people on YouTube. YouTube is very, very, very personal. When you think mm-hmm. about this, you sit down on your couch or on your bed to watch a TV that's across the other side of the room. It's a very passive experience. Mm-hmm. With YouTube, you're literally six inches from their face. You're mm-hmm. holding their phone like like right in front of your face. Like it doesn't get more into like you and I are having a conversation and we're, you know, we're a healthy Holy Spirit and, you know, <laughs> distance apart. We're, you know, right. five, six, seven feet away from each other. Uh-huh. But if you were to watch a video, I would be right next to you. It's a very intimate thing. And yet when you are live streaming 
uh, a church service, you're literally a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. the, the person on the screen makes up, you know, a tiny fraction of the screen. So they're, mm -hmm. they're so small and the camera is so far away that it's not a personal experience. And so when I go to YouTube to learn something and mainly to connect with someone, mm -hmm. to learn from someone, and that person is so far away and so far removed, it, it, it doesn't match the context. Mm -hmm. It doesn't match why people are there. Okay, so what you would be doing then is trying to have more close-ups and a closer experience on the camera for your viewers. Yeah, people want a personal experience on mm -hmm. YouTube. There's a reason why celebrities on YouTube, by and large, fail. Uh, a number of years ago, they did an experiment with several celebrities where they, they got people that have like massive followings in, in Hollywood uh -huh. and they paid them like big money to create a YouTube channel. <laughs> Once the initial like excitement wore off, a lot of those channels just died because because they were, they didn't understand the context. They knew I know how to shoot a commercial, mm -hmm. I know how to shoot a movie, and they took that approach to YouTube and that's not what people are looking for. Hmm. You have more average Joes and average Janes on YouTube who've got millions of followers <laughs> because they understand that platform than you have celebrities really killing it on the platform. Mm -hmm. There are a few celebrities that actually understand it and do it well. All right. Just to summarize so far what you're saying is basically like know your audience, know mm -hmm. your target yeah. and, and the medium through which you're trying to reach them. For your case, it's YouTube. You know, for other people, that might be Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and some people who use Snapchat. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways, but you need to know how that medium works. Absolutely. And what those people on there are looking for. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about things like times to release content? Does that make a difference? It does, but it's not the not the biggest piece of the puzzle. Uh -huh. Like I mean, if you're going to if you're trying to get fit, right? <laughs> you could worry about supplements, but if you're not in the gym at least 3 or 4 times a week, then all uh -huh. the supplements you take in the world doesn't matter. Okay. But does like maybe scheduling for your content how many times a week do you recommend? You yeah. Know, that kind of stuff. So I think the, the industry standard is that you need to do minimum once a week. Okay. I think that that's what is common practice. That's what's expected when someone subscribes to a channel. If you're doing less than once mm -hmm. a week, then they're like, why am I even going to subscribe? <laughs> uh, if you're doing like significantly more, it might be too overwhelming. So I really suggest that you, if you're going to do this, set a schedule of at least once a week, hit that mm -hmm. upload button every single week, no matter what. Like I said, done is better than perfect. If you're not super happy with your work, that's okay, keep going. I have a lot of friends that make 10 to, like make amazing videos and movies that are like many times better than what I can make. Uh -huh. But they're the kinds of people that stress out about every single detail. <laughs> and that's great, that's why they're good at it. But again, if it's about the message and it's not about myself, mm -hmm. then I'm in a certain sense gonna be willing to sacrifice what I want out mm -hmm. of this video versus what someone else can get out okay. of it. Don't get caught up in looking for this amazing quality straight off. Right. Try to grow into that maybe. Uh, what about some of the the more technological side of this? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe someone is wanting to start a YouTube channel or something like that and they're probably wondering like, what cameras do I use? Yeah. Do I need microphones? Like, what software do I use? Mm -hmm. What kind of recommendations do you have? Yeah, you could do all those things and, and that's great. That's a fun thing to have a conversation about. Like, yeah. I love gear and like I said, I'm a nerd in, the, in a lot of areas in my life. Um, but like, to start off, you don't need any of those kinds of things. The mm -hmm. vast majority of us have iPhones or some kind of Android yeah. device that has a great camera. Get get that, and that's gonna be fine. You know, it's interesting today, like in a certain sense, quality of video has never been more important because there's mm -hmm. a lot that's available, but it's also true that the quality of the video has never been less important than <laughs> ever because we're used to watching Chewbacca mom take yeah. a selfie in her car just laughing hysterically and it's not a good quality of video but we no. watch it 
and, and because of Instagram and Snapchat and all the other social mm-hmm. media platforms, we're used to watching, you know, standard definition videos. And mm-hmm. so your phone is, is adequate. Um, get started with what you have. Use what's in your hand, you know, as would maybe be the sermon mm-hmm. approach to it. And that's fine. Beyond that, yeah, you can certainly invest in cameras and gear and all this different kind of stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I like to me, it's it's not the most important thing. Okay. If you really are wanting to do it more on a serious level, you know, a budget of, let's say, um, somewhere in the realm of $1,000 for a camera, mm-hmm. lighting, audio equipment, lenses, tripods, like you can probably get started up and going mm-hmm. for about $1,000 is realistic. Mm-hmm. You could build your, your equipment gear over time and start with maybe a four or $500 thing, mm-hmm. add another piece to it later. And, and that's kind of the route that I took. Mm-hmm. But you know, your phone is, is, is pretty good. If you have yeah. your phone, maybe an audio device and a light, then you've pretty much got everything that you need for the first couple months. And then okay. you can discover, is this really what I want to do or not? Awesome. And just one last question, just along the, the lines of how to run it and, yeah. and get it going. What's your relationship with advertising? Yeah, so it's interesting because on YouTube, there's a lot of controversy right now yeah. about ads. Uh, those of you guys who are, are natives to the platform know about the adpocalypse and <laughs> the Logan brothers making everything terrible. Just like it, there's YouTubers get a lot of flack for it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't worry too much about advertising because at the end of the day, again, it's about the message. It's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like me, where literally I, I quit my job mm-hmm. two years ago to pursue this as, as a digital missionary. Okay. But chances are you're not going to do that. I would guess that most people, you have some kind of calling or career that you do to pay the bills. So I wouldn't even worry about ads at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to turn them on and you're fine. Just create the contents, get the experience, try and meet people online and see what God does through that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, ads are nice if you can make money, but it's it's not the whole <laughs> point of what we're doing. That's awesome. Thank you so much uh, for what you've been sharing so far. Coming back to the whole point of what you're doing though, Mm -hmm. how do you, through your videos, disciple people into experiencing a relationship with Jesus? Is there a process that you think about, like this is the content I want to explore and the direction I'm going, or do you just share as it comes? Yeah, well, I would love to answer the question, yes, I have a process. (laughs) The answer is no, I don't have a process yet. I have an idea of what I want to do. Uh, My background, again, is in evangelism, Mm -hmm. Bible working, things like that. So I'm very familiar, you know, taking someone through kind of a fundamental beliefs course or Bible study guide or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is. I want to do that at some point. Uh, But my goal has never been only to promote Adventism Mm -hmm. to the expense of reaching people. To me, it's about Jesus first and Adventism as, as it comes. Mm-hmm. So I haven't yet done like that course. I, I, I fully intend to have like a full series that disciples people through our unique mm-hmm. perspective of who God is. I haven't done it yet. So okay. that's why like, I'm kind of like cringing. Like, oh, I need this another thing that I, just, I, I need right. to do, I want to do, and it's just getting the time to uh-huh. do it. So it sounds kind of like um, your priority has first been to like engage with a secular mind and just get them to consider God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yes, that's, that is definitely true, but it's, it's, it's more an outflow of my experience mm. with God, yeah. especially in the early days. Now it's a little bit more strategizing mm-hmm. and things like that. But at the early days, it was literally like, what did I study in devotions? Okay. It was, what did I hear at church that really stood out to me? Or I had a conversation with one of my friends and this topic came up. Mm-hmm. And this is the subject that I want to share. And so it was very much uh, a natural extension of mm-hmm. my experience. You know, a lot of people as a spiritual practice, they'll they'll journal mm-hmm. their devotions. I've tried that probably a dozen times. I've never <laughs> made it like past page seven in a journal. Like I have probably a stack of journals that are all empty. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, 
recording a video works for me. Mm-hmm. Like that is a great way for me to to be forced to think about mm-hmm. what God is doing in my life and then to articulate that. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a great spiritual discipline for me personally. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, of course, like there's the whole, how do I communicate that experience with other people yeah. as well? I like what you're talking about. Like you're just saying, you know, it's what you experience in your devotions or a church. It's, it's real. It's mm-hmm. personal. It's not just something that you're trying to preach to someone else, an idea that you think is true. Yeah. But it's something that you're really experiencing. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'll have a fight with my wife. Yeah. You know, this is real life, right? <laughs> well, I'll, hey, the video for that week might be like, hey, this is we're fighting and this is what we learned from it. And uh-huh. this is how we are making it through. And this is what I've like, this is the mistake that I made. And maybe the, maybe the lesson mm-hmm. at that point is, Hey, as a man, what does it mean to be a man? Is it mm-hmm. really what Hollywood tells me that I need to, you know, have a beard and, and <laughs> go hunting and, you know, like flip truck wheels and lift weights. Is that what being a man is, you mm-hmm. know, uh, chewing beef jerky and spitting tobacco <laughs> or is being a man having the strength to say I was wrong. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And that could be what the video is about for that yeah. that week because that's what I experienced that week. That's awesome. Just as we close up, what is one piece of advice that you want to give our listeners that you would have liked to have heard two years ago when you were starting out? What advice would I... That's a good question. <laughs> I, I would probably say, hey, it's, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be worth it. Uh-huh. The thing that keeps me coming back to YouTube is always going to be the stories. It's always going to be the... The, uh, the moments where the curtains kind of pulled apart and I get mm-hmm. to see what God is doing through the ministry. Uh, a lot of it is seed sowing mm-hmm. in the same way that knocking on doors and passing out tracts or preaching can be. You don't always know if it's connecting. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true online. But every once in a while you get stories of yeah. how your videos have impacted someone's life. Like literally just last night, someone came up to me here at the convention mm-hmm. center. I was like, Justin, I want to thank you for this specific video. I wow. learned this lesson from it. I never thought, I was like, wow, like that's that's incredible. Uh-huh. I've never met you before. <laughs> you know, I don't know your name or where you're from and or anything. And yet like God was able to, to use my efforts to, to mm-hmm. impact your life in a positive way. And and whenever I get moments like that, it's it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it makes the tough times of sitting at the computer for forever and <laughs> stressing out about finances or what am I gonna do next, like all those mm-hmm. kinds of things, it's it's worth it because again it's it's all about the message. And uh, you know, whenever you get to see that message connecting, it's it's brilliant. That reminds me of this canvassing song, It's Worth the Effort. Yeah, absolutely. It's worth everything. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us, Justin. My pleasure. appreciate your participation today. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening into our discussion. To find out more, don't forget to follow us on iTunes or connect with GYC through Facebook and Instagram. Previous episodes can also be found at gycweb.org slash beyond.